Hey, it's Clark with the Down South IT Podcast, and today I'm going to give you my two cents on the current trend of 5G phones. There's a current and growing trend in 5G phones, and ever since 5G has started to become a thing, most of the phones that you could get with 5G have been roughly $1,000. Most of them are a little less than that, but for the most part, $1,000 is kind of the starting point for a 5G phone. Now, granted, if your area has 5G in it, it is probably, it might be worth it to, to update and get a 5G phone. But until now, we haven't had many manufacturers that have been making phones that have been actually cost-effective, should we say. Up until now, now we have a slew of them that should be coming out soon from not just Samsung, which you would think, and then I'm sure Motorola is going to follow suit pretty shortly because they tend to lag behind Samsung by about a year. So we should see some from Motorola here soon, but we also have one from Nokia. Believe it or not, Nokia is still a thing and they still have phones out there believe it or not so i'm gonna start with that one first and all of these phones are start have a starting price of 500 dollars or less which for a 5g phone that is a very very good benchmark to break because up until now like i said most of the phones have been between 800 and a thousand dollars or better so to break that $500 mark for the price of a 5G phone is kind of a milestone. And Samsung is actually throwing a couple in here that are even way cheaper than that. And I'll get to the specs of them here in just a minute. But just to be able to break that, that $500 mark, that puts it in the realm of a lot more people. And more people are willing to spend up to $500 on a new phone because it's not the $700,000, you know, phone. It's not, now granted, most of these aren't going to be the latest and greatest. They, as far as, you know, feature sets other than the 5G, they do have a few things on them that you do trade off a little bit, you know, as far as how that goes. But that's kind of the nature of the beast when you get into that mid-range and budget phone category. So the fact that they're actually being able to make systems on a chip with 5G modems at this price point is very nice. And it's going to be very appealing to a lot of people. So we'll start off with the Nokia one. Nokia X20. They're coming in at $415. They're not in the U.S. yet. They're going to start shipping to Europe in May. So usually anything with a Qualcomm chip that Nokia makes usually ends up in the U.S. at some point. But if you are in Europe, you could take advantage of this one. It's going to come with a Qualcomm Snapdragon 480 system on a chip. This is their new one that they announced in January. It's an 8 nanometer chip. So this is the newest and pretty much latest and greatest that you could get from Qualcomm at this point at with this uh, SOC at least. And with that, you're going to get 6 gigs of RAM, 128 gigabytes of storage. They do have a micro SD card slot. It's It said that it had expandable memory, but I couldn't find how, exactly how much it's going to be. I would imagine with most of these other ones, it's going to be one terabyte. 
So you could put up to a one terabyte SD card in there on top of the 128 that you got. It has a 4,470 milliamp battery. And the cameras on this thing are not, I mean, the front and rear, the front and rear main cameras are going to be fairly impressive, being a 64 megapixel on the rear, 32 in the front. But you only get a 5 megapixel ultra wide and a 2 megapixel death sensor. So, you know, the ultra wide pictures may suffer a little bit when you try to zoom in on them a little bit. But, hey, depends on how the processing is, you know, with their software and everything. It may turn out to be really nice. But overall, it looks to be a really nice setup. It's a 6.67 inch LCD HD uh, panel. I would assume it's probably going to be an IPS panel. It didn't say it was an OLED or an AMOLED. So I'm assuming it's going to be an IPS panel. No word on if it's high refresh rate or not. But like I said, that's it's still kind of I, I haven't seen a whole lot of specs on this thing other than what I found. So the good thing with this, besides the price, is that Nokia is saying they're going to do full updates for major OS updates anyway for the next three years. So if you get the phone now, you're going to have three years worth of OS updates, Android updates, and you're going to get monthly security updates. So just to have that for three years, that's basically what you get with the Google Pixels. So when you get a, you know, if you buy a Google Pixel, that's what you get. You get at least three years worth of OS updates, plus every month you get the security updates straight from Google. So hopefully that's, you know, not just marketing ploy and they actually stick to that. And other than that, I mean, it looks like a solid phone. So that one's definitely worth looking at. But Samsung is, I think, trying to swing in and take in some of the market share from LG, being that LG decided they wanted to move out of the smartphone business and there you have three cell phones that they're bringing in and all of these are going to be in the a series so this is their kind of mid-range budget type phones nothing as far as design goes is very exciting really i mean it looks just like a regular smartphone there's nothing too flashy about them but they have the a52 42 and 32 and all of these are 5G. They are doing a couple other 4G only phones also in this uh, lineup. So, but we'll start off with the 52. The A52 is going to start off at 499. Comes with a Snapdragon 750G 5G modem, six gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, expandable up to one terabyte, has a 4500 milliamp battery, 64 megapixel rear camera, 32 megapixel front. 12 megapixel ultra wide and a five megapixel death sensor. It's going to have a six and a half inch super AMOLED screen and 25 watt fast charging. So besides the normal bells and whistles that you get from a Samsung phone on top of 5G and fast charging and all of this stuff for 500 bucks, that's not bad, not bad at all. And the A series, the 50 and the 51 were actually solid phones. I almost got one of those instead of the the Moto G that I that I ended up getting a while back, but it was a toss up between the two. It really was. Moving down the line, you do have a the A42, and that's going to start off at 399. That has the same chipset, a 750G Snapdragon, but this one the RAM is a little bit different. You only get four gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage, up to one terabyte expandable. It has a little bit bigger battery. It's a 5,000 milliamp battery. 
The camera, they kind of took a downgrade in. It's a 48 megapixel rear sensor, 13 megapixel front, 8 megapixel ultra wide, and a 2 megapixel depth sensor. But the screen is just about the same size. It's a 6.6 Super AMOLED again. But you do sacrifice a little bit more with the fast charging. It's only a 15 watt fast charger instead of the 25 like the 52. So they do make a couple of concessions to get the price down another hundred bucks. But hey, for 400 bucks, that's still a solid platform that you're looking at. And last but not least, the Galaxy A32 5G. And the reason why this one is the talk of the town is because this is going to be a 5G phone for $279. They broke the $300 barrier with this one. Now, granted, like I said, you give up a few concessions, but all in all, it's still a solid phone and you get a six and a half inch HD plus display. It doesn't have the Snapdragon. It's running a MediaTek Dimensity 725G uh, MT6853 chipset. 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of storage, expandable by a terabyte if you really wanted to, 5,000 milliamp battery, cameras are going to be pretty much exact same thing as the A42, so you get a 48 megapixel rear, 13 megapixel up front, 8 megapixel ultra wide, and a 2 megapixel depth sensor, and it has the same 15 watt fast charging as the 42. But the thing that has people really looking and talking about this phone is the price. Again, 279 bucks for out and out owning a 5G phone. That price point is gonna get a lot of people on the 5G bandwagon. Now, again, Motorola hasn't come out with theirs yet. I'm sure they're probably working on a 5G. I know they have a couple right now, but in that price point is what I'm talking. So they hadn't come out with theirs yet. I know there's probably a few other manufacturers that are gonna come up you know, with something like that, probably ZTE, maybe a few others. But just the fact that they have Samsung and Nokia that are pulling out phones at under 500 bucks that are 5G phones, that's a big deal. And that can only actually help the adoption of 5G. Now, granted, like I said, if it's, if it's only in your area, then, you know, it might be something to, to think about. But at this price point, you can kind of afford to think about it, right? So... Very cool stuff coming from Samsung and Nokia, and I'm kind of wondering exactly what everybody else is going to bring to the table now that they hit these price points. So I'm kind of interested to see what the other manufacturers are going to do. But for right now, we can only wait and see. But hey, competition is good, right? That means everything is good for us, and that's what I like. Thank you for listening. This has been My Two Cents.